today we have on the show Monica Abbott, a professional silver medal winning softball player for the Scrapyard Dogs professional softball. Uh, and I know she's busy, it's softball season, it's just ramping up. So I want to welcome Monica Abbott to the program, 60 Minute Overtime. And uh, thanks for joining us. Thanks. I'm so happy to be here um, and excited for this upcoming softball season. It's incredible how much our sport is growing and how much all of you, all of the listeners, um, are getting excited about our sport. Yeah, I mean, Monica, let's start your college career. You're playing for the Tennessee Lady Volunteers. I, I, I looked this up today. Let's just run through this, guys. She's first in all-time Division One strikeouts, first in all-time Division One wins, first in all-time career shutouts. Do we see a trend here? First all-time in games pitched, 23 Division One no-hitters, six Division One perfect games. Is there anything, Monica, that you can't do? <laughs> well, I don't want to sell myself short. I don't believe in putting limits on on someone and why sell yourself short you can do so much more than you ever thought was possible and um why not why not you why not me um, why can't i i'm the only person that uh, knows that i can really do it so uh, you got to go out there and give it your best and continue to fight through the struggles and just keep going to going for it now monica at what point did you know because i played softball you know competitively too not prep for not professionally but competitively at what point did you know or did you realize you wanted to play softball at the professional level? Um, you know, when I was growing up, professional softball wasn't, like, very well-known. So my big dream was to play in the Olympics. Right. And then I kind of found out about the professional game in college. And some of my Team, team USA teammates were playing for some teams like Crystal Bustos and um, – Jenny Finch, they were playing professionally as well, and I was like, and I was still in college at the time, so I was like, oh, you know what, I, I want to do that, why not? Um, I, I want to play professionally, so I got drafted um, out of my senior, senior year of college to the Washington Glory, and then played with the Chicago Bandits for quite some time, and then um, now, last year I signed my contract with the Scrapyard Dogs in Houston, so I'll be there for the next five years. Cool. That's so cool. Now, you know, let's talk about, I'm sure you've heard, uh, baseball, MLB. They're making rules, uh, changing the rules to speed up the course of the game. But, you know, uh -huh. why is it more attention paid to fast-pitch softball? <laughs> you know, they just changed a rule about, like, in, intentional walks. Right. You know? Did you see that? The yeah. intentional walks, you know, you don't have to pitch anymore. And that's actually a rule in international softball. So the highest level of our game, international softball, you just, you don't have to pitch for an intentional walk. You just send them to first base. Oh, interesting. And I was just like, oh, they're so borrowing from softball right now. <laughs> Look at them copying us, you know. So I think that's such a huge compliment when people try and copy you or, you know, share, share things and borrow from different sports and to make them better it's a huge compliment and you know we do the same thing we need to borrow from MLB something so that we can continue to grow and uh, make our professional league uh, that much better now do you feel that I mean I don't know when that rule the softball rule was instituted instituted but there's the baseball and the softball purists out there do you believe that it's a good thing or a bad thing you know overall having experienced it already you know I think that baseball and softball you know it's an old it technically, it's kind of like an older sport. Like, it's been around for a really long time. And, you know, our game has evolved. And if we don't, 
evolve the rules with it and adjust them with it, then it's a problem because, you know, in 1912 or in 85, you know, you didn't have the bat technology that they did today. You know, you you don't have, you know, the technology on the K-zone and um, exit flight and uh, different types of movements and the weightlifting technology and all of this stuff. So as the game gets better and we find better ways to play it, you know, some of the things need to evolve. Some of the rules have to evolve with it to continue to make it super competitive. Yeah, no, I agree. Now, your former teammate, Jenny Finch, and I'm sure you could do this too, but she actually had struck out Albert Pujols, and he said, I never want to experience that again. Alex Rodriguez said he didn't want to be made a fool of, and Jenny struck out Hall of Famer now, Mike Piazza. What do you think that does uh, for the game of softball? Um, I think it's really cool. Uh, you know, it's huge. Anytime you can get out there in front of a bigger crowd with well-known athletes and compete and show off your skills a little bit like Jenny has done, um, it brings so much notoriety to us as softball players. You know, even these days, you know, baseball guys will come up to me and be like, oh, I, I'm not standing in the box. I, there's no way I'm standing in the box against you. I know who you are. I know what you do. I'm not going to do that, you know. So the poor uh, Pujols and Piazza, you know, they, they, I guess they got the short end of the stick on that one. <laughs> now, you know, we were talking a little bit about borrowing from the MLB. They borrow from you guys. I think it would be so cool. I would love to see a softball-baseball skills competition, the All-Star Game. I would love to see you take on Mike Trout. What do you think? I would be totally down for that. It would be pretty. It would be a lot of fun. I think that we could definitely create some sort of game, like a baseball-softball game, um, to rally both sides. That would be a lot of fun. Um, whether it's pitching, hitting, why not? Um, let's get like Clayton Kershaw to throw to... Brittany Cervantes, yeah, you know, yeah. why not? So that would be really cool as well. Um, maybe some throwing contests or accuracy stuff like that. Um, I see a lot of good potential there. Yeah, that would be so cool. I think so. Now, listen, I, I remember going to, I don't even know if it's the same league now, but uh, a New Jersey juggernaut game a long time ago. Yeah, so, you know, sure. professional baseball is just ever-present. It's all around. What's the day, we know, and we know the, the day-to-day with those guys, but what's the, a day in the life of a pro softball player? Um, a day in the life of a pro softball player, well, it, i got to tell you, it's pretty awesome because basically you wake up every day thinking about how to get better as an athlete. Um, ultimately, that's my job is how can I become a better athlete? How can I become a better pitcher? How can I become a better professional? And, you know, you wake up, you work, you eat breakfast, a workout, and maybe you go to the field for a little bit. Maybe you stop by... Maybe you give some lessons or stop by some travel ball teams to help run a, run a practice or a little clinic. Um, you maybe work out again. Sometimes I stop by at schools and do, like, some volunteer stuff. So there's a lot of different options that you can do um, that, are really, that, re- that are really great. Now, do here's a question here because it, it's been to the forefront of the news with the U.S. women's soccer team leading the way here. But I want to ask you: Do most professional softball players have to work an additional job in order to make ends meet? Yeah, most professional softball players do something else um, during the off season, and part of that is because our off season is 
a little bit long. So we finish in September, and then we don't start again until May. So they train and work at the same time. A lot of them do softball-related jobs, such as coaching high school teams, giving lessons, working at an academy. Um, some, you know, coach or finish are finishing their degree at their college, like Kiki Stokes, who plays for the Dogs right now. Um, she was a rookie last year, had a really good first season. She went back to school to finish her degree, and she'll be back with us in the Dogs. So everyone's a little bit different. I, during my off season, I play overseas in Japan, and then I come back here for the season with the Dogs in Houston. Nolan Ryan was the MLB's first million-dollar pitcher. You, Monica, right. Monica Abbott, you're the pro softball's first million-dollar pitcher. Well, first, congratulations. That's amazing. And second, what Thank does that you. mean for the sport overall? Okay. Um, well, first off, being the first million-dollar athlete, it's pretty pretty incredible to have like a contract written like that because it is such a huge deal not only for athletes but um, for female athletes. We still have a long ways to go as far as like contracts and bridging the wage gap and all of those things. But we are, I feel like this contract, you know, took a pretty big step for all of us women in the right direction. And for softball, it starts to create excitement because right now, you know, as kids, a lot of us are watching baseball. You know, we watch baseball as a kid because there's more accessible, there's more access to watch it live on TV But, and you know, the people are growing up being like, oh, I want to be like Madison Bumgarner, or I want to be like Mike Trout. And then they see, like, oh, he signed like a $290 million contract. I want to be like him. And their dads and their parents, like, you know, get them excited because they want their dads and their parents want them to make $290 million too, you know? Right, right. So, um, but now, like, we, we didn't have that. We didn't have someone that was like a big, a big, we had the big names, but we didn't have the financials behind it. So now we can see a young girl like little Andrea or little Elizabeth going out there and being like, wow, I'm going to play professional softball. And the mom and dad are like, oh, okay, you're going to play professional softball and you have a chance to actually make a living doing this. You could be the next million-dollar athlete. Right. So, yeah. And once they start doing that, the growth and the level of play and the excitement, even – you know, people seeing that this sport is worth investing in, whether it's, you know, the dad that's telling his daughter you can be the next million-dollar athlete or whether it's, um, you know, secret deodorant <laughs> saying, you know, hey, you know, this this is something that I want to invest in because they're investing in themselves. Wow, that's, that's great. It's just the bigger picture of it, too. You have such a good handle on it. Now, have any other um, of the, those female athletes have reached out to you, you know, in, in regards to this contract and, and br- trying to bridge the wage gap or no? There's been a lot. Of, a lot of people have reached out. A lot of parents have. Um, a lot of people I went to school with that are now professionals as well. So um, football players. And, you know, what's cool is a lot of the male athletes are just as excited that they're professional. That's um, good. And that's been pretty cool. Uh, that maybe they're, they have daughters now, you know. So uh, some male, male athletes and uh, some female athletes as well. And just everyone's really rallied. And the softball community has been great. So um, I'm so thankful for everyone's support in this because it was a big decision. 
um, although it seems small, seems like an easy yes, but um, I did take it take it to heart because, you know, there's a big, little bit of a weight that comes with being the first. Yes, I'm sure. A lot of pressure. Yeah. But, you know, it's it's completely well-deserved. If it's, if it's going to be anybody, I'm happy it's you. Well, thank you. Now, um, I, I, this, I'm going to put my coach's hat on now. I, I, as I told you in the email, I said, I coach softball at the high school level in northern New Jersey, and we're just having an issue with just the number of girls trying out for our teams. I think this year we're going to have uh, maybe 24 girls coming out if they all show up for tryouts. Uh, in my school, especially, most girls are playing lacrosse, and that's been sort of the, the trend throughout at least North Jersey, I can, I can say, in Central Jersey. What could we or I, as a coach of the game, do to garner more interest at, at, at my level? Um, I think that we need to talk about, like, what are you – I think you need to remember how to make it fun for kids, and mm-hmm. that includes not necessarily, like, you know, throwing, throwing a pizza party, but having – practice be exciting and fun so people want to come out and practice and be a part of that even though it's a practice so creating good energy out there also just being able to show off your skills and getting excited about that I think as we support each other on the team you know your second baseman sharing an article about the center fielder and um, all of those things creating that that excitement Helps uh, helps everyone get get more energy towards the sport. Finally, and, and I coach volleyball too, so I, we always experience a little bit of an uptick when it's like a, an Olympic year. People get excited, like you were just saying. Now, in twenty twenty, softball is going to be back in the Olympics. Would that? How would that? Or what would the trickle down impact be on on the youth programs? You think? That's right. Um, softball is back. Twenty twenty. <laughs> I'm like so excited because. Obviously, I played in 2008. I was in the last Olympics, and yeah. I was kind of that. I was the youngest player in 2008, and for the opportunity for softball to finally come back, it's been huge. And that's going to just – it creates the dream. You know, it creates excitement. It builds a vision for kids. Um, who doesn't want to wear USA across their chest and compete for their country? That is such a huge honor. And being able to do that on the world stage is just incredible. So I think that – and the great thing about the Olympics is, like, anyone, you know, it can be anyone that makes it. It's, it's It really can. You know, you can be from the smallest town. You can come from, you know, you see the stories during the Olympics, and all the stories are different. Now, could you, you just said it, you just touched on it. Could you describe to me the first time you saw your name, Abbott, on a Team USA jersey? Um... <laughs> I, like, kind of froze, you know, I was, I froze and was like, oh, my gosh, and Vicki Galindo, who was my roommate at the time, she was a second baseman, um, utility player, speedy, slap hitter and stuff, and she was my roommate, and we both had our name on the back, and we were like, oh, my gosh, and we just, like, celebrated and hugged and screamed and called everyone, and then the moment I got home, we my family and I, we had like a big little celebration and it was just a really surreal moment and I'll never forget that, forget it. Now, listen, you won the silver medal in the Beijing Games. Will you be going for gold at Team USA in 2020? You know, I would really like to compete in 2020 for Team USA um, in Tokyo. God willing that I stay healthy and things align correctly and um, everything moves forward, um, USA will go out there and put on a great show to compete for a gold medal. 
Now, just finally to wrap up, how does your team, the Scrapyard Dogs, look this season? Uh, the Scrapyard Dogs, uh, we look really good. I'm excited. We got some good, some really big key people that we needed during the off season through trades and through uh, free agency. Uh, we have last year we had a ton of rookies, and we played really well all year. And then we got to championships, and we we didn't we just didn't we didn't take it to the next level as much as we could have. So I feel like everyone has a little bit of like, you know, uh, we can do better. We know we can do better. Um, and everyone wants that, wants, wants that. We want to be more competitive, uh, next year. And with a few key people coming in, like Taylor Edwards, a catcher, and Brittany Cervantes, uh, one of the best hitters in the NPF. Um, we also have a Lisa Gola, Lisa Goler and, Kayla Wingfield. So we have some really big people that are going to be key components to us. Hopefully through the draft, we'll pick up a couple more kids that um, can be role players and maybe some speed and we'll be set. So I'm really excited about uh, this season and what we can do, uh, what we can do as a team with the dogs. Now it sounds like you guys have a little bit more experience in the, in the, in the postseason, in the playoffs and, and with something to prove that's always a good winning combination, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. I think um, our potential is going to be really high. We have a really good team, so I'm excited that for us to put it all together and make a little magic, you know? Well, thank you very much. I appreciate you coming on and, and talking. Finally, I have you're my first, I think, woman guest on, on my entire program, so thank you. Well, thank you. Hopefully I'm not your last.